Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, in his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Good morning. Welcome to Accelerate OC. I'm Carrie Ransom, and thanks always to our engineer, Paul, for making me and my guests sound so good. Today's episode is sponsored by my friend, Jeff Martin, from Collective Genius. They build high-performing teams for venture-backed growth companies and VC venture capital firms. And what I really like about Jeff's offering is a program he has called Peak Planning. And what he does is they conduct a facilitated leadership team session and have a bunch of tools that help create focus and alignment and accountability across the team. He's been great at getting the team to get on board with a three-year vision and and a one-year plan, plus the quarterly OKRs and the tools to stay on track uh, along those time horizons. And, you know, this is the time of year as we're getting into uh, post-summer, starting to think about the fourth quarter. uh, As we get into that kind of last third part of the year, this is when I tend to see people starting to think about this topic of, oh, we, we can see the next year coming ahead. And often on the topic of many executives, uh, you know, maybe Tony and I will even talk about it today. But if you want more about peak planning, um, drop me a note and I can introduce you to Jeff. I'm super excited to have my friend Tony Smith here today. And before we get into the amazing story about Restaurant 365 and his words of wisdom, let me tell you a little bit about Tony. So he is the co-founder and CEO of a company here called Restaurant 365 which he started with co-founders about eight years ago, or a little over eight years ago. And they have built, in that fairly short period of time, the leading back-office solution provider to restaurants. And earlier this year, the company raised a monster $88 million Series C funding round. And his world-class investor group includes people like Iconic Capital, who led that last round, uh, Tiger Global Management, and Bessemer Venture Partners, all really, really blue chip names in the uh, in venture community. The company won the best ERP SAS award last year and has been recognized in a number of other industry awards as well. And Tony has also been uh, really given a lot of accolades for his leadership and the company's performance. He was a finalist for Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year, as well as many other uh, really, you know, accolades for for the achievement of the company and and him the other thing i'll say though is he doesn't talk about these things he's very humble he's very easy to talk to and i think that's the way he leads and and we'll talk about the kind of culture that the company has as a result of that but they've had explosive growth and success and it's it's been pretty remarkable to learn more about it uh, as we've gotten to know each other Prior to Restaurant 365, he was a key member of the team and board member at a consultancy called Dynamic Methods, which is a Microsoft-focused reseller and solutions partner. He's been in Orange County for about the same amount of time I have, about 15 years, and is building a significant company here in Restaurant 365. Uh, He also has good perspective on Orange County versus other tech centers, as he opened an office for Restaurant 365 in Austin a couple years ago. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that today. Tony's a great example of an innovative Orange County leader. Tony, it's great to have you here today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's get to the starting line. Introduce our audience to Restaurant 365 and how you got started. 
Yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, how I got started here in Orange County is when I graduated from college, moved out here, uh, you know, to work. And when I got here, I thought, boy, I don't know if I can live. I grew up in Northern California in a smaller farming town. Mm -hmm. And when I got here, I thought, well, I don't know if I can live here for too long. There's so many people and and that. And I'll I'll give it two years. Mm -hmm. And then here it's been, as you mentioned, over 15. And this is completely my home now. I I love Orange County. So, yeah, thanks for having me on the show here. Absolutely. Uh, So, so that, you know, that's how I got here. But then starting Restaurant 365 was in 2011, as you mentioned. It started with me and two other founders, John Moody and Morgan Harris. Mm -hmm. And we'd been working together for years really wanted to create our own solution that could meet an industry's needs Mm -hmm. and we were looking around trying to find the right industry that had the needs where our talents really could could come together and create something that would benefit and when we found the restaurant industry it took us a while but when we found it we knew immediately this is an industry that's been underserved needs a restaurant management system that's that's all in one it can can control a lot of things from the cloud and bring multi, multi-unit restaurant groups together quickly. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that's really what we set out to do initially when we got started. And uh, you know, over over a couple of years, we we created the base system, right, with some mm-hmm. wonderful test customers that were working with us, giving us fantastic ideas. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's stuck with us ever since. It's really been a very iterative process for our company. Innovation is our number one core value, and we just we're constantly creating and then getting feedback and creating. And, and and so that's something that's been a common theme throughout throughout our history. That's a, that's a great uh, introductory story, and, and I think this idea that you're going to pick a, a market that's big, that's underserved, uh, you know, it's a story that we've heard uh, a couple other times on here before. Did you did you have any early struggles? The fact that none of you had deep industry experience you, oh you're you just gonna call restaurant you're gonna call me yeah. out like that uh, yeah so early on it was interesting mm-hmm. what, to, to learn the industry so i did work seven weeks at little caesar's when i was awesome. 16 years old oh, okay yeah. uh, no so that's it so uh, we thought yeah we need to really learn this <laughs> mm-hmm. industry mm-hmm. definitely tech guys definitely understood business processes and so i i'd go and and with a couple of us and we we'd go to restaurants here in orange county and meet up with the manager at the end of the day and then help them count the inventory Mm -hmm. and see how they cashed out employees at the end of the Mm -hmm. night and what things were Mm -hmm. a pain to them. Mm -hmm. And and that's really how we gathered the info. And I I think part of that is why we've been so open to the voice of the customer. And now with many, many thousands of customers, it's still great to get their feedback and we still put a lot of value in it. That's, you know, of course, over time, the company's grown and we have tons of restaurant industry veterans and experts and we ourselves now have been yes. in the industry for quite some time but but because that was part of our life blood getting started we've we've continued that so one one other quick one on that same line how did you develop the passion for the industry and and for the customer was it just because well, you saw such a big opportunity because there are, there often are questions that uh, either entrepreneurs or investors will have is you know why you or or whatever and, and you know you guys have to have to have that passion to show up every day. Yeah, well, if I was creating a system for you know maybe an industry that seems really boring, I would have a sure. tough time getting sure. up every day and doing mm-hmm. it. But so far, I haven't met anyone where you say you work in the restaurant industry and they say I hate restaurants. Sure. So sure. so said right. no one ever basically yes, exactly. And, and so because of that, it's fun because it is a great industry. It's very social. Sure. It's an engaging industry and. 
and it feels like also, you know, one of the largest ones in America, Absolutely. of course. And so because of that, it's just such a fun one. I go out to eat multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. You know, it kills my diet, but but I, <laughs> I love doing it. Yeah. And and when I'm there, it's just so fun to look around and think about the workings of the restaurant mm-hmm. and some of the things that we've learned. And so it really does keep it exciting the whole time because, hey, who doesn't love a restaurant? Yeah, and it is, to your point, it is such a fundamental part, uh, particularly here in America, of our everyday life for almost anyone who lives here. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, yeah. that totally makes sense. That's that's great. Yeah, actually there's there's so many restaurant groups who have started in Orange County yes. who are based here. So yeah, that that adds to it. Absolutely. So you have grown the team obviously significantly. I mentioned earlier you, you opened an office in Austin uh, a few years ago. How do you think you know the people that, that really pay attention to this show or people that are like us that love Orange County or are looking at how do we continue to to innovate and accelerate opportunities here. How do you think about talent and the business community in Orange County versus somewhere like Austin? Yeah, that's a good that's a good thought. So we're we're pretty much equal sized between mm-hmm. here in Orange County and Austin. And so we we have a really good read on on the differences. It Austin has been one where it was pretty easy to find and hire folks, um, and and so that was a great second base for us. Mm-hmm. Um, although Orange County has been very good to us as well. You know we we are a great destination. There are some people who are a little concerned about cost of living for coming here. And that's where then we say, well, you can go to the Austin office. So cost of living wise, Austin's still, uh, you know, definitely a lot, uh, a lot lower than Orange County. When it comes to office space, it's actually more expensive for us in Austin than it is here. Mm -hmm. That's surprising, right? Because housing's probably one third the cost. Mm -hmm. But, but those are some differences that we found with the employee base. um, Some, some people really love that feeling of more of a wide open atmosphere and that Mm -hmm. where, where Austin has has been for recruiting but then a lot of people love orange county I mean, how can you not like the weather and and sure. and the beach i'm not a beach lover myself but i like the weather that comes along with sure. it so yep. yeah if, if it just didn't have sand i'd be there um <laughs> But yeah, so those are some of the dynamics when we're looking to hire people and we see which office they choose. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of hiring in Orange County, one thing I love is as compared to some other areas that are really tech centers, you know, you talk about the Bay Area, mm-hmm. so recruiting people out of some of these areas. Uh, I The way I usually describe it is people that we hire here are working to support their household. Mm-hmm. And and what I mean by that is people who are really looking to get a job to come in and add value, look for possibly long-term value, sure. you know, and, and a full career where some people that we recruit out of some of these other, what you might call really hot tech areas, mm-hmm are really saying, well, what's your exit strategy in the first question? Sure. Second question is, how much equity? And mm-hmm. and and that's just as quick as possible they're getting to because they're thinking, I'm going to do this for one or two years and then move on mm-hmm. to my next thing. And mm-hmm. So I really love that fact about Orange County that we, we get what I call people who are actually working to make sure. a living, you know? And yeah. and yeah, I love that kind of dedication. Yeah, that totally, totally makes sense. It's funny, some of my friends up in the Bay Area who uh, have companies or as, as entrepreneurs, they they almost describe it as they feel like one of their uh, employees' feet is always out the door. Yeah, and, yeah. And they have to operate. It's almost like you 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 feel like you're managing on eggshells or something. Yeah, and, and that that seems like a really challenging place to to be in. Yeah, I've been happy not to have that here, and and really Austin either. Austin's been a good spot for us in in that regard. But uh, yeah, that's why we haven't gone elsewhere. Well, I know we've talked in some conversations we've had in the past about how important culture in the organization is to you what can you share with us about how you think about 
you know, the, the corporate culture at Restaurant 365 and just, you know, culture in general. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing I, I love for the location that we're in for this area. So, you know, because I think there's this mix here in Orange County of laid back mm-hmm. because because you've got the beach and, and some of this attitude. Uh, but but then you also have the business side and there are a lot of successful businesses founded here. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of successful individuals uh, who are living here who have some money, who are putting that money into doing more business. Right. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, you get this this dichotomy of of kind of laid back, except you handle your business. And, and so that's really what we've been striving for at our office mm-hmm. is um, another one of our core values is family. Mm-hmm. And we really strive to have this group that is a family, and and the way I usually like to describe it is an energetic and happy family who handles their business. Uh, <laughs> so you know, great. come in and have fun, be some somewhat casual, but then at the end of the day, we're going to do what we say we're going to mm-hmm. do. And mm-hmm. and so I really love that about uh, about Orange County here. I feel like there's a lot of people who fit that mold. It totally makes sense. I like the energetic and happy family that handles their business. That, <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a great way to describe it. I, I'm going to keep that one for sure. So let's go under the hood a little bit more, Tony. So I mentioned earlier you guys raised a huge round of funding earlier this year. Tell the audience about the goal that you have uh, with that Series C. Yeah. So, you know, being being someone who developed, um, you know, f- some of the first parts of our system, it it continues to be the product near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. So I, I always tell people we're a product first company. Mm-hmm. And what that means to me is that we are going to continue to develop features and modules and constantly iterate on on new product to really give the industry what what it wants you know when people mm-hmm. one way i try to think about it is if people ask you what you provide if a restaurateur came and said what does your system do i think what would they want me to tell them that it does sure. because what do they really need and then we try to go make it do those mm-hmm. things you know and sometimes people say oh but that's impossible you know you can't accomplish it because of this but i sure wish it would sure and so we set out on that so with raising these funds something we're really committed to is continuing to advance this product so it mm-hmm. truly is the only system people would would want to think about when it comes to restaurant management mm-hmm. and and so far it's become very feature rich and robust and so we we want to continue that of course we're also uh, investing in all parts of the business we do need to get our name out there more so there's the marketing side mm-hmm. let more more people know I mean I think we have customers in every state so it, it's not like we're pinned to a certain geography sure. but um, but I do think we need to still have our voice be heard more and so it's it's more marketing more sales folks as well and customer success to help to support them but number one for us is is really to continue to create this product that's really cool so you talked earlier about innovation being your number one company value how do you manifest that throughout the organization because you know i think you're the visionary you're the the ceo it's easy for the from from a lot of people's perspective for the CEO to be really innovative and and visionary and for a lot of people to look to that. But as as you, I'm sure would agree, um, company building is a team sport. So how do you, how do you really drive that value throughout your organization? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's interesting if you think that, so we've been doubling in size every 12 months for Mm -hmm. four or five years. Mm -hmm. And so with that comes uh, new employees all the time, right? And so we looked at our workforce and I think 65% of our workforce has been with us 12 months or less. Wow. And so Mm -hmm. when that's all constantly happening, what is your culture, right? right. Well, it's whatever they decided is. Just don't tell the people they'll revolt, right? (laughs) So, so, uh, 
we, you know, we try from day one to really let them know who we are as a business sure. and then hope that they continue that. And, and happily they have, you know, I'm, I'm really happy That's about great. that and, and ways that we've done it. So for example, you ask about innovation, um, since that's so important to us, uh, we really drive home a feeling, an underlying feeling of growth. Mm-hmm. And so we have a, a tagline, we help restaurants grow. Mm-hmm. So there's this part of it where we want to have our product be what catapults restaurants sure. to be able to add more locations, mm-hmm. right? Because that's a lot mm-hmm. of their goals. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, then we keep that growth theme to, we want our employees to grow individually mm-hmm. and and develop as, as people, be learners, you know, advance in their career. And with that, we want the business to grow. We want our product to grow, which will in turn help in, uh, restaurants to grow. And so that, that's that's a message that we continue. And, and so with innovation, you know, we'll encourage people to apply for other jobs throughout the company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we encourage people to make their job obsolete. And when they do, we value that the most. You know, sometimes I tell that to people, they say, oh, I make my job obsolete and then you're going to fire me, you know, when I automate it. And I say, do you think that if you're the person who can automate a full position, that that's the person I want to let go? Exactly. No, of course, we want to, we want you to do more of that. And, and so, um, yeah, we, we try to keep that feeling, um, perpetuating throughout the organization. That's so awesome. I mean, that, that's been something I've seen, so many times in my career where someone has a little bit of that trepidation about, well, if I write myself out of a job, what am I going to do? And to your point, <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are, those I'm are like, the, get a raise. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll find something else. I promise. That's, that's such a good story. That's great. I mentioned earlier, some of your investors, some have been with you for quite a while, you know, iconic being the lead of your, your new round. As you've talked to them about Orange County as a, a place to invest in fast-growing, high-value companies like Restaurant 365. How do you think they think about Orange County? Because a lot of people here feel like we're just overlooked all the time. I mean, you've brought some of the biggest global investment names here. How do they think about a place like Orange County? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think it's different if you were talking five years ago versus today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they definitely thought geographically in the past. Uh, what I noticed about two years ago is that groups started reaching out to me all the time, and they were starting to change their mindset saying, we want to find other great areas for tech companies mm-hmm. that aren't, you know, say the Bay Area or, or certain locations. And so they would create specific teams just to focus on those. And Orange County is one of the areas that they really have mm-hmm. found is is strong has strong potential. And so with that, it was great to then start these dialogues and talk to these groups because they realize that it's a great climate, but they also feel like it's been very untapped. And so they've mm-hmm. started to dedicate resources to keeping an eye on this area. And I've noticed more and more investors, a, a lot of the names you'd recognize, you know, either from the Bay Area or from New York, are reaching out to me, hey, I'm flying out, can we meet sure. up and, and just see what the climate is? I'm trying to touch base with a bunch of companies in Orange County. And I, I think that's really been growing over the last few years. That's great. And yeah. I think that momentum, hopefully, you know, as, as companies like yours and others, we've seen some go public in recent months. Uh, I think that uh, should hopefully bode well. For, yeah. I mean, there's uh, fantastic companies who have gone before us, you know, who've really paved that way. And I hope that we can continue to carry the baton here. We don't, uh, you know, we don't want to let anyone down. Uh, I have no doubts. So uh, to that, as you look ahead over the next two or three years, what, what should the audience expect to see from 
the company. Yeah, uh, you know, we we will continue to advance uh, our product with bigger features. We'll be doing more things we have not been doing before. You know, that that's really been our primary focus when it comes to things like people will ask me about an exit or something. That sure. that's not really something on our mind right now. We're mm-hmm. thinking about how to grow, how to how to perpetuate ourselves throughout more of the industry. I think we've seen a consolidation of some restaurant tech recently. Mm -hmm. Over the last 12 months, there have been a number of acquisitions in that. I I think from us, you'll see us continue to to rise to the top of the industry and and really power forward with with just a more robust product. That's great. So one of the things I I, I like to ask my guests, uh, because in many cases, people listening or, or watching the show may not have a lot of uh, understanding of Restaurant 365. So as you think about the Orange County community, and I'm trying to continue to bring more of those folks together, they they have a desire to help. What are things that they can do to help you and, and the company? Yeah, well... I mean, the number one, there's so many restaurants based here. I think they need to buy restaurant 365. That, <laughs> yeah, that's the sure. first one. Um, but, so if but, you own a restaurant and you're here. Yeah, yeah thanks. Need, that was yeah, a perfect plug. Yeah. So outside of that, though, you know, one thing that I think would really help the the tech economy here is for people to perpetuate Orange County as a center for technology. Sure. There are a lot of great software companies based here. and And I think that that hasn't been positioned uh, you know in the county out to the rest of the world a mm-hmm. lot of times mm-hmm. and i would i would love to see that be um you know more of a focus uh, of people who do have a national voice talking about these fantastic companies who are here in orange county and and i think that that then in turn would help to attract more tech and technical talent the developers mm-hmm. and that to to want to flock here and sure. and join these companies because there's other other CEOs that I talk to here in Orange County with rapidly growing software companies who say, you know, yeah, I wish there were more developers in the area. And I say, me too, you know, then I wouldn't have to poach yours. And, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I wish that people would be able to perpetuate that feeling out there because there actually are a ton of successful companies. Yeah, for sure. So let's let's move a little bit into the, the the personal side. What what have you learned about yourself from this experience over mm-hmm. the last eight years that you know, you, you can share with others that may come after you uh, on their own entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, you know, um, a, a couple of the biggest for me, one is always do something that I can have real impact in. That's something throughout my career that I've gravitated towards. And it's interesting because I've made a lot of entrepreneurial decisions in my career. And if mm-hmm. someone ever asked me, are you an entrepreneur? I would say no. <laughs> oh, no, I, I'm not into that. But but then I look back at my career and almost mm-hmm. every decision has been. And, and so I thought, well, what is that underlying if I don't consider myself an entrepreneur? And I've decided that's really what it is. I want to always be somewhere where I can make an impact, mm-hmm. where my decisions mm-hmm. impact something. And and that doesn't mean you have to start a business, sure. right? But right. but wherever you are in your job and what you're doing, that that's really something I've learned that drives me. Maybe that doesn't drive everyone, but that's a piece of advice sometimes I sure. tell people. Yeah. yeah, that if you can find what drives you, I yeah. think that's the, the important thing. I, I distinguish it. I, I think, as you know, I've been involved in really dozens of uh, entrepreneurial or startup companies throughout my career. Yeah, are you an entrepreneur? Up, I'm definitely an entrepreneur, <laughs> okay. but I, I've i distinguished that there's a difference between a founder and an owner. And I think an owner mindset is more this impact mindset, probably has a, a broader ability to do things in a in an impact way where a founder is just a 
more narrow definition, I think, in that like there are absolutely people and I and I've been there where I had to start it. It had to be I had to be a key part of the seminal idea. Yeah. Versus the owner who could come in at any point and just own what they're a part of and own their decisions and, and make an impact. And so I think partly I grew up in a multi generational family business that almost lasted 150 years. So, you know, in that case, my dad wasn't the founder, my grandfather wasn't the founder, but they were each owners in their generation. And and I think that's what I learned from that, that impacted. Yeah. Well, I bet another thing you learned like me is uh, over this time is that you can operate on little sleep. That's right. right? I bet that's yeah. another learning. Yeah, you just lesson. have to, you got to work it out and, you know, maybe you'll catch up the next night yeah, or that's catch right. up later. Yeah. But it is that idea. And I, and I think they're, yeah, that idea of routine, but you, you got to do what you, you've got to do. Right? Yeah. So that's great. So Paul just gave me the high sign over here. We're on our final lap. And okay. I always like to ask my guests that piece of advice, you, you know, it was a great one about, you know, that reflection on yourself, but what piece of advice or key lesson would you love to share with our audience to take away? Okay. Boy, I, I, uh, I have a few sayings. People sometimes make fun of me because I have all these I sayings. I was going to rattle them all off, but let's see, let's choose one here today. Fist bump the messenger. Okay, this is my advice. So instead of don't shoot the messenger, mm-hmm. as the saying goes, mm-hmm. I try to encourage people in our business to bring up, if you see an issue, Bring it up. You know, you see something, say something, and then solve something. Mm -hmm. So work with others. Don't Mm -hmm. point the finger and say Mm -hmm. it was your fault. Say, hey, I noticed this. What can we do to solve this? And so one one saying that I have around that is fist bump the messenger. It means if someone comes and brings something up about your side of the house that's an issue, don't shoot the messenger. Actually fist bump them. You know, you you say, thank you for bringing that up. Now let's work together and solve this thing. And so it helps us to be vigilant on the side of looking for issues, and it helps us to be humble on the side of receiving the, mm-hmm. that feedback and then working together to solve it. And when you're doing that, I think the other saying I have there is, uh, you know, ego is the uh, killer of the right solution. Mm. And and so mm. those two things kind of go hand in hand. When, when you can check the ego at the door, you're going to get to the right solution instead of having someone who's always trying to, um, you know, have their way be the winner. Mm-hmm. Tony, those are awesome, awesome words of Thanks. wisdom. As I said at the, at the outset... I knew we would get a lot of them today, and we did. Thank you so very much. And thanks for taking us along on this ride, sharing the Restaurant 365 story, and really for leading by example in our community, building an amazing, innovative company here and doing it here in Orange County. You're definitely doing your part to accelerate OC. Welcome to the family. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at accelerateoc.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's accelerate OC together. 